Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to Season 7 of the Weight Loss Podcast. I am, in fact, Courtney. And... That, that makes me Matt. Yes. <laughs> Process of elimination. So we are pretty far into Season, season 7 mm. now. So we we'll hope you're enjoying it so far. Well, if you're still listening, we would assume you are. So, yes. yeah. Loving it. Mm. So today's episode, 10 Signs, You Have a Short-Term Mindset. Indeed. We haven't done a list post in a while. Post a list podcast. We've done so many podcasts, I don't even know what day it is at present. It's true. I don't know what we've done. It's it's all one gigantic hundred and seventy hour long episode. Yes. Yeah. It all it all blends in. It all blends in. But we are very excited to do a sort of top ten list. Always excited. Podcast today. Just excited in general. It's a way of being. So, Matt, what do we mean when we say a short-term mindset? Well, we will often talk a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. We've talked a lot on this particular show about playing the long game mm. and the importance of thinking and acting long-term. Yes, it's important. In fact, you, you might say it's critical, but it's also easier said than done. Mm. And we fully understand that. We are... We're all human. We all want our results. We want them now. Mm. Actually, no, now is not soon enough. I wanted them yesterday. Yes. And if I don't get them in my agreed time frame, well, it doesn't work. You're shit. It's whatever. Next. Yeah. On to the next thing. Problem is that short-term mindsets usually will lead to short-term results. Or no results. Or, yes, bang on, Courtney, or no results at all. The unfortunate and boring Mm. but still unfortunate truth is that if if you're in this for what you might say is the right reasons or what are the right reasons, this is a never-ending journey. And it brings up a particular phrase that resonates a lot with me, which is it's not about – sorry, let me try that again. (laughs) It's about the journey, not the destination. Yes, because the longer you do this and the longer you apply yourself, you actually, over time, can realise like, oh, this. we said this before, Courtney, there's no finish line. No. With this. It just... It's rolling. It just goes on. Mm. What's what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. Or if it's not what's the next thing, it's how can I maintain what I've done? Yeah. Because as we've said plenty of times before, people are great at losing weight and they're shit at keeping it off. Yes. You know? And the thing is, there is a difference between accepting that unfortunate and boring truth that this is really a never-ending journey, which is different to being the sort of person that will lose or seem to lose the same 10 to 15 kilos every year Mm. or being the sort of person who gets all excited because an event's coming up Mm. or some sort of milestone in their life or whatever it is and they drastically and dramatically drop a pile of weight for the event of course, what they did to do was unsustainable. They put it all back on plus interest. Then the next event or milestone comes around and they do it all over again. 
Yes. Except every time it gets a little bit harder because they're a little bit older, their metabolisms are a little bit more damaged and it's kind of like being stuck in a, a grind. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A, a, a grind, I mean, to be fair, weight loss is a grind in general, but there should be some rewarding aspects mm. of it. You know, yes. so question for you, Courtney, I'll, I'll put this back on you. How long have you been doing this for now? Yourself, personally. Mm. And, and by, by doing it, I mean working on yourself and improving yourself. We're not talking about, you know, perfection because that's bullshit. But how long have you been working on yourself for what you would consider to be seriously? Uh, once I started really taking it seriously, doing what I do now, I would say it has been almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Almost 10 years. Yeah. For me, it's coming up on 18, mm. which is a whole a whole lot different to um, the number of people that will come to us saying – one of the questions we ask people when they when they come to us for potentially, potentially for help working with us is, well, okay, what's the longest you've actually stuck with something for? Yeah. And commonly we'll get responses like, you know, three months, six weeks. Mm. Sometimes might be surprised and be like, you know, 12 months or two years. And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay, that's that's a start. Yeah. But then you contrast that to what we just said. 10 years, Courtney, 18 years, Matt. And it, it's, it's, it's still going. Yeah. Still learning, still improving. You know, plenty, plenty of ups and downs. Like we're not talking about, oh, it's been 18 years of just, cons- for me, 18 years of constant growth and improvement. No, nah, there's been fucking backward steps, side steps. Face planting, that's mm. part of how this works. Yeah. You know? But I would consider, the way I'd put it for myself, and I'll be keen to see if you agree, Courtney, for me at least, it's been 18 years of building, building up my skills, my routines, my consistency, uh, my mindsets, yeah, my application to this, to the stage where, for me, I can just say, well, it's just what I do. Mm. it's not like I'm not on a program. I'm obviously not on a diet or things like that. It's just what I do full stop. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a person that looks after myself. I invest in my health. I go to the gym, you know, I do my cooking and food prep, even though I fucking hate it. I still do it because it's part of, it's part and parcel of the lifestyle. Mm. It's just what I do. It's not like, oh, I'll do it for, you know, six weeks and hope for a really good outcome, and then well, after that, well, I won't think that far. Yeah, it's just what I do day in, week in, month in, year in. Mm. Do you sort of how would you describe yourself in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably describe it pretty similar. I mean, it's it's sort of I don't know if I could describe it any other way. It just is. It's just become what it is. Yeah. Does it feel normal to you now? Yeah. After all this time. Yeah, absolutely. Would you would you at any point feel that you had a short term mindset with this? Oh yeah, yeah. Throughout the throughout the years, even within the ten years, I'd say that I've fallen into that trap, especially early days. I think really early on, it was really easy to fall into that because you get you get caught up in the um, in the hype of you know, especially if you get results quickly, which is what I did. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in that. 
and to start feeling yourself a little bit and get complacent. Um, you know, you're, it's really easy to lose track of what your end goal was because you start hitting these these milestone goals. People start noticing things and it's really easy to start thinking that you've achieved what you wanted to when you haven't. Um so yeah, th- those sort of things are what I went through early days. But even before that, before the last 10 years, I was always looking for the next quick thing, you know, whatever was going to get me there the quickest and the easiest was what I was looking for. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we've got a bit of a list here to get through. Yeah, let's... I think we, we just rip in. Smash it out. Uh, 10 signs you have a short-term mindset. Would you like to kick us off? Sure. Number one, unrealistic goal setting. So we talk about goal setting all the time, Matt. Everything we do is based around goal setting. Everything yep. we do is based around goal setting. So if you have unrealistic expectations on the time frame around your goal setting, then that's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably not just time frame though we're talking about. Like if you have just generally unrealistic goals. Goals and expectations, Yeah, I think. Put into this. I think it happens. We see it a lot with time frame mostly. Uh, yeah, the, there's a lot of denial around time frame. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah, I've I've been doing diets for the last 15, 20 years and fuck, summer is three months away. I want to get into a bikini, you know, within that three months. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's not a whole heap of goals that I could ever say that, oh, I've, I've heard a goal and it's been completely unrealistic. I don't think, for me, the goals haven't been unrealistic. No. The time frame around them yeah. has been unrealistic. I think that's where the unrealistic part and the expectation comes um, comes undone because I don't, I don't know, there'd be very few goals out there that you would – hear and, and say to somebody, well, that's an unrealistic goal in general. Because if mm. you set your mind to something and you want to achieve something with the right time frame and the right Approach. application, yeah. you know, you can achieve most things you ever wanted to do. I don't think I've ever actually now coming up on, on 12 years doing this for a living. I don't think, no, I know. I've never said to someone. You can't do that. You won't be able to achieve that goal. No. It's always been like, hey, pal, your time frame's fucked. Yeah, that's why it just made me think that, you know what, I haven't come across it either. And and I'm thinking in the wider general world, there'd be very few goals around weight loss that somebody would say to somebody, you can't achieve that. So it's really not about the unrealistic goal itself. It really is about the time frame being unrealistic. Well, that's why we're, well, we're saying goal setting. Yeah. Because goal setting isn't just the outcome. It's how long you think you need to get there. Yeah. But also potentially – unrealistic expectations on the work you think is or is not involved in doing it. Mm. So, oh, yeah, I can I can do all that in six weeks or 12 weeks and, yeah, you know, I, I can get that done. I'll just be perfect and make it happen. And it's like, no. Yeah, I think there's a fine line that we all have to um, remember when we're goal setting that there is the difference between pushing yourself to step outside your comfort zone and get that, that you know, Fork up your ass to, you know, get up and get it done. Fork up your ass. However, there's also, yeah, there's a fine line between being unrealistic. So you don't want to give yourself, I understand sometimes what people say is, oh, but I didn't want to give myself too long because then I'll just be lazy and I won't get there. Well, there is, there is that phrase I love to use that a task 
will expand to the time allocated to it. Yes, correct. So if someone says, oh, well, I want to reach this in five years, like, yeah, it'll take you five years. You might do it in three. Yeah. But you'll, you'll expand to that. So I do agree with that, which I, I think the the way around that is talking to people that know what the fuck they're doing yeah, I agree. with this. I like, agree. You, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that's where – it's not hard to sort of use if you know people or have people around you that could be good sounding boards that have experience or whatever with this and you can say, look, I want to you – know, do you think I can do this in this period of time? And then what they're talking about and they're honest, I'll just tell you straight up. Yeah. And I also think though if you ever did get stuck and you erred on the side of caution to do slightly longer, remembering just to shorten it because I think that you're right, Matt, that if you give yourself too long – you will take as much time as you are giving yourself. Of course you will. But then at the other side of things, you really don't want to underestimate the time because that's when you can set yourself up for failure too. Well, it's also either either way it goes, it is the opportunity to learn. Mm. And I would say when we're talking about timeframes with goal setting and being realistic, you're not stuck with what you say. Like if you say, oh, I want – I want to do this within three years, and then you start to get moving, and you think, "Oh, maybe I can pull this in a bit." Yeah, do it. Yeah. What's What's wrong with being flexible? Because either way, you're going to learn. Correct. You know, it's to me, it's just being adaptable and flexible, and understanding that, like, this isn't set in stone. No. This can change. Yep. And very often, that very often as well, these things will change through experience. Yeah. Because as we said in previous podcasts, experience is the best teacher. I agree. You learn, you learn so much from it, but initially up front. You see a short-term mindset with the time frame around people's goals, and it's like, fuck, yeah, no. And I think the mostly the the you know you've got a short-term mindset if you're really not thinking clearly about the time frame. So if you're really not stopping to have a really good think about what we've we Matt and I have just spoken about, which is you know short versus long, what's realistic, what can happen, you know, progression goals, things like this. You know, you've got a short-term mindset if you're just going bang. I'm going to do this in three months. Well, I'll I'll add to that just from from our our perspective with what we do with work. Like we don't work with people for less than twelve months minimum, mm. and this is one of those reasons why because we know through firsthand experience, like we said it before, Courtney, for you ten years, me eighteen, and we're still going in twelve months. Like you can make some pretty good progress, but like we all need longer than that. Mm. That a lot of people's not you now will may not like how this sounds, but it's the fucking truth. Like you can make big strides in twelve months, but if you're someone that is looking to undo years of bad habit, poor self talk, negative mindset, etc., like fucking twelve months, like we're just getting started. To yeah. me, to me, that's the first big lap around the track, yeah. and there's way, way, way more to come because it is a, it is an iterative process. So for us. If someone comes to us and says, oh, hey, yeah, Matt and Courtney, or Courtney and Matt, hey, I want to I want to lose five or six dress sizes in, in three months, it's like we come to the wrong people. Yeah. Because those expectations, like it's not going to work. You, you're not going to get that within that time, you know. So we're, just, we're the wrong people for you. Yep. You know, so we are minimum 12 months for this particular reason because people need that amount of time. Yes. You know, because we – like. If we can't lead the example, lead by example of, well, hey, this is a long-term process, and then we say, oh, yeah, come work with us for 12 weeks, like, yeah, we're, we're fucking useless. Yeah. Next one? Two. 
Okay. Inconsistent application of your skills and habits. So a good example of this is, unfortunately, I do see this. Um, I've seen this with clients over the years in particular, where now, even though I, I literally just finished saying, we don't work with people for less than minimum of 12 months. We do break up the 12 months into structured 12-week blocks. Why? Because the body is organic and it needs a break from intense training sometimes to heal, restore, and then go again and progress further. So we, we, we structure it that way. What I see a lot of is, and we told, we, we told clients this, hey, you're between your programs right now having what we call a deload. Keep your habits up. Mm. Maintain what you've been doing to this point because it'll generate further momentum to carry you into your next program and to, and to propel you beyond where you've been already. Unfortunately, more often than not, it seems to go in one ear and out the other. So it's, it can be where, oh, well, I'm at the end of my 12 weeks, I can just, you know, just take it easy and just relax. And then all of a sudden you find you're in a funk to start your next program. It's like, shit, this is way harder than when I finished it. Yeah, of course it is because you, you took your foot off the pedal. Now, there is some merit in taking the foot off the pedal with training because your body's got to have a bit of a break to, to recover. But if you're the sort of person that's saying, oh, well, I'm between 12-week blocks. Oh, Matt and Courtney aren't going to review my meal records. Oh, I can just take it easy. I can just eat whatever. Yeah, just go back to normal a little bit. Oh, that's, that's not going to get it done. And that tells me that if a person approaches it like this, that it is a short-term mindset and potentially a diet mindset as well. I'm on the diet for this short period of time. I then go back to normal and then I go back on the diet again because all oh, my trainers are watching what I'm doing, so I better be good. Mm. No, <laughs> that's, that, that's not going to cut the mustard no. long term. Um, I know I'll give myself as an example with this um, between, between my training programs because I also take breaks because you know, with my experience, like I destroy myself. Mm in the gym because of, you know, experience, conditioning. Shockingly enough, one of the benefits of fucking sticking with it is that you get pretty good. But pretty good means you can push yourself harder than ever before and you need breaks. So when I have my breaks with training, I'm still active. Mm -hmm. I'm active in different ways. I don't just sit on the couch and just pick my nose for a week or two, you know. Um, same with my, with my, my food habits don't slip. Because I want to continue what I've been doing and, and maintain that forward momentum, but also it's a case of keeping up routines that you work hard to establish. Like building habits and routines is fucking hard. Yeah. Real hard. And it's alarmingly easy to let them slip. And all of a sudden it's like the things that used to feel a bit kind of easier for you feel harder because you've taken your foot off the pedal. In certain areas, and it's like, oh fuck, I just can't get back into it. Like, of course you can't. You're finding it hard to get back into it because you fucking took your foot off and you got complacent quickly. That makes sense. Yes. So definitely an inconsistent application of I would use the phrase on off on off on off. So I'm on for my program because my trainers are watching and I've got to be good. 
But then I'm off between programs. Oh, they're not watching. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. No one will know. Like, we'll always know. <laughs> yes. Photos don't lie. Yep, absolutely. Uh, next one. Next one. Number three is you never think beyond your initial goals. Mm. So I, th- I think. What's next? Yeah. What's next? What is next? I mean, it's. It's about thinking, you know, constantly just about the goal, like the look that you want and thinking that's going to solve all your problems. It, it won't. won't. <laughs> Jinx. It won't. No. And I think as well, it's it's not only th- – there is an assumption, and we've spoken about this in other podcasts, that there is this assumption that all you've got to do is hit your goal and you'll be happy and your life will be fine. Yeah, unfortunately um – that is delusional. Yeah. What getting losing weight, getting in shape will not fix all your problems. No. It'll help with some of them. Absolutely. It won't fix all of them. No. And then it can also create more problems because Actually, then if you don't have a plan of what to do next, you will often, and we've seen it happen a lot of times, go backwards. You'll get complacent. Mm. You'll you might you might be lucky just to plateau, <laughs> but well generally you will get complacent and you will start to go backwards. So when you just, when you think that, oh, this is going to just solve all my problems, which in the first place it won't, but even, you know, even if it did, because you have no plan as to how to maintain what you've done or what to aim for next, you you will go backwards. I would go as far as to say that, it's not a case of, oh, it could create problems. You will come across problems as you go through this process. The thing is, even as you get more advanced, getting more advanced comes with challenges that only more advanced people will face. Mm. It's what I call a, a good problem, but a problem nonetheless. So often, I know with people that we work with, you can see it coming when, okay, they're making good progress, their, their bodies are changing. They're feeling better about themselves. Like they're, they're hitting all their marks in terms of their training. They've learned how to train safely but with intensity. And obviously it's like, you know, high five. Like, well done. Like, you know, you can clearly see the work's being put in. You've got to respect that. But um, when people get to a certain stage, we want to ask them, and we do ask them, like, start to think about what's after this. Mm. Because also another sort of, point on top of what you said here Courtney in terms of thinking beyond your initial goals doesn't always necessarily have to be oh well you know I say what's next like it isn't it isn't always the case of or what's the next big scary goal for you to achieve the question could be asked okay how do you plan on keeping what you've got yeah how do you plan on maintaining this because yet again here we go get ready to drink for the fucking thousandth thousandth time I'm going to say we're good at losing weight and we're terrible at keeping it off yeah, well, I think what gets lost is that maintenance is also a plan. So even mm. in order to have to maintain what you've got, you still need a plan to do that. Yep. So at the very least, you're right. If you didn't want to aim for something more, so you you know we've seen plenty of people that get to their initial goal, but then they realise actually I wouldn't mind being you know another size clothing down, or I wouldn't mind actually focusing on you know 
the way my body shapes changed, I actually would rather now work on shaping my legs or my butt. Yeah. Or I wouldn't mind having a sport-relating goal. Like I really love to – I've never ran and I'd love to run a half marathon. I want to go do martial arts. Okay, great. These mm. are all, you know, great goals to have. If you don't have any of those, and that's fine too, if you get to your end goal or your initial end goal and you say – like I am, I'm so happy with how I look and I can't imagine right now wanting to change anything else. And I don't want to go and run a marathon or start martial arts or mm. do anything new. I really like what I'm doing and I like my routine. Great. But in order to maintain that routine, that also needs a plan. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong at all. In fact, a tremendous goal that not many people talk about is, well, I'd like to keep what I've got. Yeah. So, you know, you know you've got a short-term mindset if you if you all you think about is your initial end goal. Not past it. You get there and you don't have any plan after that. Mhm. Yep. So, number 4. That would be me, yeah. Yeah. You're not focused on cementing your habits, routines and skills over a long-term period of time. So, you might sign up for a program like, hey, I'm I've seen this with people that have come to us. You work with people like Matt and Courtney for 12 months and you, you either you finish it or you drop off and go missing, but then you just go back to what you used to do before you started. Mm. Like, what have you fucking done? Yeah. What have you done? So it can be you know signing up with any sort of program. Like, oh, I, I just did a 12-week program with so-and-so Instagram expert and now I'm just going to go back to what I did before the 12 weeks. Why? Yeah, which is which is a whole lot different to okay. I've just done, I've gone through this program. I've learned A, B, and C. I've improved at X, Y, and Z. I'm now going to take those and build upon them. Yeah, this is, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. This is actually an iterative, evolutionary process. It's not just a case of oh well I'm gonna I'm gonna lose this amount of dress sizes and then solve all my problems forever. Like no, you're gonna continue to reinvent yourself. If you're in this for the long term, you will continually reinvent yourself along the way. We have. Yes. Like it wasn't that long ago, we were a pair of chump PTs in the gym. Yes. Now we're on doing this podcast stuff. Yeah. You know, even before the gym, like we didn't do this for a living. No. You know, it's it's a constant evolutionary process where you will continually reinvent yourself. And again, I'll worth saying this, you will know what I'm talking about if you stick with this long enough. Yes. Again, it's something that only comes with experience. But I see it a lot with people where they'll apply themselves for X period of time while they're on a program or whatever it is, and then after the program ends, it's just yeah, I'm not going back to the gym. I'll just take take a few weeks off, take a few months off, and it, everything just slides off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not a, not a long-term approach. No. That, to me, is how you lead yourself to being on that delightful hamster wheel of trying to lose weight, losing it, gaining it back because you stopped. Then, okay, trying to lose it again, losing it, gaining it back because you stopped, repeat, repeat, repeat. Yes. Depressing. Mm. Anything you'd like to add there? No, no, we can move on to five. Oh, sorry. Just whacked my drink bottle down. Um, uh, number five, yes? yes? Yes. 
Uh, you're obsessed with how fast you are or aren't changing and how much weight you are losing on the scales in the short term. Yes. Um, if, I, if I can just quickly, I've got to get this off my chest before we continue. Yes. We've all got these people on our social media. We've all fucking got them. Oh, I've lost 15 kilos in, in, in a month, in two months. Oh, fuck, I feel so good. I'm the best. Honestly, the first thing I think of is, okay, what's next? Yeah. Where do you go from here? Yeah. What are you going to do next month? What's the plan to improve upon this or keep this? Mm. But also, another question I ask, okay, you've had this tremendous short-term success. Can you sustain what you did to get it? Yeah. Because if the answer is no, well, you know. We know what's next. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think an obsession with how fast we can do things is very common. Very common. You see it everywhere. Yes. It's it's normal, unfortunately. Yeah. Not a healthy, good normal, but it is normal. Yes. And I think you definitely know you've got a short-term mindset if you're falling into the trap of believing that it does matter how absolutely quickly you can do something. And the number on the scales, how important that is. Mm. Because you are losing what you spoke about before, Matt. You, you're losing those short-term wins, the habits that you're creating, the new routines you're creating. You know, all of that stuff comes first. So if you've got a long-term mindset on this and a realistic mindset, you know that the number on the scales may not change for a little while when you first start. Because you're practicing something new. You're setting in new habits, new routines. Then you get to know that the number on the scale doesn't matter at all, really. Um, because you're starting to lift weights. You know, you you can see your body starting to change. Yeah, the composition changes and the shape um, changes, yeah. You know, all of these things then happen over time. This is what you get. This is the, um, the mindset that you can develop with a long-term mindset Mm. as opposed to a short-term mindset where, of course, you're going to be end-goal orientated. You don't care about developing new habits. You don't care about developing new routines. Um, You're going to be end-goal orientated, which generally has something to do with the scales. And, of course, you're going to want it as soon as possible no matter what. The the speed of how fast you are aren't changing. I also think as well that obsession with, oh, I need this quickly, it is an absolute confidence destroyer when the, the truth of how this works smacks you in the face because you've told yourself, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this now. It doesn't happen that way. And you then think, oh, fuck, I've, I've failed. I agree. And I think also what you just said will – it. It is more, not everyone, I won't say everyone because I'm not going to generalise that far, but I think with a lot of people, it not only destroys their confidence, but the reason they're doing it is more about what other people think of them than themselves. Really? So I think for a lot of people, they want to lose weight in the shortest amount of time possible because it means more for what other people think of them than often what they think of themselves. So I think... I mean, that, that, that's a whole other thing. But I think, generally speaking, if you are – we all know by now that if you're obsessed with doing this in the fastest way possible, you don't have the right mindset. Question. 
That's a good point you brought up. Any personal experience coming into play there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you like to share? Well, I think just for me, I think I often was very self-conscious about the way that I looked. I was often embarrassed about the way that I looked. When? Oh, back, you know, pre-10 years ago when I was heavily overweight and I was sort of unsuccessfully trying yo-yo diet sort of things. I wasn't very good at yo-yo dieting, so I'd stay on it for about a week and then I'd stop. Um, I was a pretty quick yo-yo dieter. Um, it was all just too hard. But, I mean, I definitely went through stages when I was at my heaviest and I would look at myself sometimes in the mirror and I think oh, I didn't look that bad. But then I would look at myself in photos and be mortified that I looked terrible. So then I would be embarrassed about the way that I looked. And, I mean, these were the early days of social media too. So then you've got, you know, certain, you know, uh, influence through there. People are putting up pictures of themselves and things like that. And I didn't want to most of the time because I would be very selective about the photo that I put up. So what other people, and as a people pleaser, what other people thought of me was really important to me. You know, right or wrong, that's just the way that it was. So I definitely would feel that I wanted to lose weight. Not only, I wouldn't necessarily always say it was for myself. I'd say it was so other people didn't judge me or other people thought that I did good. You know, sometimes I think as well when you've been overweight for a long time, you can start getting into that psychology of you just want somebody to say, oh, you you look really good. Or, hey, you've done so well. You know, you just want that some sort of praise for it, which I think sometimes can mean more to you than um, than wanting to just look better yourself. Did that ever come up? When you were a PT, when you became a PT? For what? What In what context? Oh, for other clients? Other clients or wanting to fit in as a trainer? Definitely wanting to fit in as a trainer. I didn't think I was ever good enough to be a trainer. Um, but I don't think by then it was as big of a problem for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely when I was very heavily overweight growing up and um, probably influenced in those really early days of – Social media as well. And did that push you towards looking for as many shortcuts as possible? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's where sometimes I think you can get that mindset can also lead you to just want it as quickly as possible and you focus on the scales and you focus on just dropping the amount of weight. Drastic change as quickly as possible. I tend to notice... um, I've known a few people like this over, over many years and... These tend to be the people that are always on the next thing. Yes. On to the next thing, the next shiny object, the next diet, the next fad, whatever. And it's it's sad to say this, but it's the truth. These are often people that will spend years looking for a short-term fix. Yeah. Where those years that they've been spending looking for a short-term fix, if they apply themselves consistently with a long-term approach, they would be so far ahead they wouldn't even know themselves. Because mm. even though I have said, like, you know, people need minimum 12 months to start making improvements, you can make some pretty good improvements in 12 months, two years, whatever. Like you can make some massive improvements. Yeah. Huge. Both inside and outside. Yeah. You know, not just like, oh, yeah, hey, you look better, you function better, but like you feel better within yourself. Your confidence improves. Your personality comes out. You become more outgoing. This is what I found with myself. 
I agree. You know, I've, and the, I've the, found the, some of those just within the first three months. The real version of you starts to come out yeah. because it's like you, you you feel better within yourself. But the thing is, when you've got this obsession and this short term mindset around how fast you can or you, you can change, you're chasing your tail. Yeah. Just non fucking stop. Yeah. To me, that's that demoralizing. I agree. I agree. Next one. Number six. That's me. Yes. Yeah. A continuation of the point Courtney just made is that you give up quickly or you give up easily because in your mind, you aren't changing fast enough. So, oh, it mustn't be working. Yeah, I think this touches on what you you started to just touch on there, which is you're constantly chasing the next fad. Yep. So Didn't work. On to the next one. You constantly – and I think that this short-term mindset trait also comes in where you're not appreciating the small wins. So what you just spoke about, Matt, was perfect. You know, you're not you're not appreciating the fact that you're, you know, you're more outgoing. You're happier within yourself. You're you're stepping out of your comfort zone and starting a new weight training routine. You're learning a new skill of lifting weights. You know, you're you're doing your own shopping and cooking. Um, that's what it was like for me when I first started. I didn't cook my own food, then I did. So I was learning new recipes. I stepped out my outside my comfort zone and actually entered the weight area of the gym, mm. um, and I loved it. And it was a really good small win for me to begin with because I was good at it. You mentioned Courtney, uh, not uh, you're not appreciating the small wins. I'd go a step further and say you're not even acknowledging them. Yeah, I agree. Let, you have to acknowledge in order to appreciate with these. Yeah, these these things don't count because oh, I, I, I I'm still not happy with how I look. Yeah, like. Yeah, okay, I've built some consistency with the gym. Oh, I'm getting stronger. Oh, I, I feel better day-to-day with more energy, but uh, I'm not there yet, so it's not working. Like, to me, I'd, I'd go as far as to say, yeah, you're not even acknowledging mm. improvements. You're overlooking them, which kind of can be almost a actually a, an extra point in this list, Courtney, um, beyond quitting quickly and easily because in your mind you're not changing fast enough is that you're not actually acknowledging the improvements you are making and you're not acknowledging how far you've actually come. Yeah, I agree. Um, We might even insert this as like um, 0.6B. Yeah, I I agree. And I think it works really well with this one because you do – if you don't have those, and we've spoken about them before when we talk about appreciating and acknowledging small wins along the way because the big goal – you can't wait till then to be able to celebrate anything. You know, we're human beings. We want to be able to have encouragement and feel like we're getting somewhere. Well, we want positive feedback. We want positive feedback. Mm. We want to feel like all the hard work we're doing is achieving something, even though we haven't hit our final goal yet. So that's why the small small wings are so important. But you're right. When you've got a short-term mindset and you're not focusing on on any sort of small win or habitual change or them. anything at all mm. – you, you, of course, you're then going to turn around and say, well, this sucks, I'm quitting, on to the next. So it's, it's sort of that mixture between you've got unrealistic time expectations because you're expecting your end result too quickly and you're all giving up too soon because you're not appreciating the little small wins along the way. Yeah, I could not agree more. Mm. Seven? That's you. Uh, cutting out specific foods. I'm cutting out sugar this month. Mm. Okay, no carbs. This is another one to speed things up. Mm. Yeah, so the thing is it can be um, 
you know, not just cutting out specific foods, but cutting out certain nutrition sources, or in some cases, well, I'm just going to cut my calories for yeah. a couple of months. I might skip a few meals a day just to, you know, speed the process up. Never works, does it? No, it doesn't work. Mm. And I think it's because we as adults, we don't really, most of us don't really, unless you've got a job where you work with the human body and you can understand nutrition and metabolism, we don't know how that affects it as Mm. a general rule. Eating, not eating, that's the same thing. I don't remember at school ever learning about how the metabolism works. Of course you didn't. School was the food pyramid. And how how skipping meals affects your body or how, you know, um, starving yourself affects your body mm. or how, and you your know, mind. over-exercising affects your body, like calorie deficits, things like this. You didn't learn it. So in run respect, I can understand because people just don't understand how those things affect your body and you see it plastered everywhere. So you automatically think, well, it can't be dangerous because, you know, it's on the cover of all the magazines. Everyone does it. You know you're showing your age when you are referring to the cover of magazines <laughs> in 2022, Courtney. Just chucking that out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm older than you, but like you just, you know. Yes. But I see, I've actually seen it with clients as well um, where for me I've had to pull them up where even though like with what we do, we have a structure. Mm. Uh, Wow, shock horror, we have a structure of what we do. Well, of course we, we do. We plan. Um, of course we do. But you'll see it with some clients where they'll they'll start to, over a period of time, start to grow into the plan and grow into executing the plan that we've got for them. Yes. Like, which is like, by the way, very admirable because I understand how much trust and how much fear you have to overcome of fear of a number of things, like what if it doesn't work, what if I'm not good enough? What if this? What if it goes wrong? Blah, blah, blah. I understand all this. To be able to sort of apply yourself to a plan that's been set out for you. Yes. Which always gets my respect and admiration. But. But. There's always a but. There's always a but. You'll see with some people their short-term mindset starts to come come out when their meal records start to change. Like, oh, mm. they've, they've decided to skip breakfast this week. Mm. Oh, they've decided, okay, well – they're, they're eating less after they've done an intense training session now. They're just cutting, cutting these corners in areas, you know, or, or there's like, oh, okay, they're, hmm. For the last, the last month, they've been eating fairly consistently, but then I see on this week, okay, they've, they've reduced how many meals they're having now. Yeah. Or they're, they're, they're like you've said it before, Courtney, cutting. You know, they're cutting back on things. That's, to me, an obvious mindset of, hey, I want to speed things up. Yeah. I want to be clear on this, all right? If there was a way to speed things up, you don't fucking think we'd do it? (laughs) Yes. If there was a way to speed things up, especially with our clients, because the thing is, with what we do for a living, our business lives and dies on people getting great outcomes and improving themselves. Yes. Do you think we wanted to go any fucking slower than it has to? No. Ah, uh, no. It's not in anyone's interest no, to do that. Because we we want the testimonials. We want you feeling better about yourself. We want you having a better life. Why the fuck would we deliberately take the slow route? Yeah. And I think you definitely know you've got, you know, 
this is one of those really big ones for short-term mindset, which is it can really easily slip in, as you said. For someone who's really doing a really good path and they've got a great plan, they can really easily slip into this one. Um, so this one I think is really important. I th- I'd like to bring in number eight here as well, Matt, just to – to talk about it as well because number eight is we've written same as above, just switch out food for adding more random exercise sessions. Yes. So this is um you, you can see this also with I'll use the 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 example of us with clients because obviously we're looking at what they're doing in their um you know recording what they're doing for us, etc. Um you see it looking at their accountability charts. So oh okay. Well, this on this particular week, um, this individual has stuck to the plan. They've done, you know, their two or their three, whatever it might be, weight sessions that we've um, prescribed for them. Yes. Okay. They they've hit the one or the two, whatever intense cardio sessions that they're due for that week. Oh, but on the next week, they've done five intense cardio sessions. Well, they've done three weight training sessions when the schedule only calls for two. Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're starting to sort of try and get a bit more in. Yes. Because I know why, because, oh, this will speed things up. To speed things up. I mean, that's really what most most of this comes down to is it's all just different ways to speed the process up. Yep. Um, and just remember, and I'll repeat this, if you are working with a professional and they know what the fuck they are doing, if there were ways to speed this up that had no side effects, they'd be doing it already. Well, I think that's the biggest disclaimer to put on that. So, yeah, there's absolutely – so, you know, you listening might say, oh, well, there's absolutely ways to speed this up. Of course there is. But the disclaimer is that if there was a way with no side effects where you could keep long-term results by doing it faster, we would do it. The thing is, I don't consider it success if we work with someone and they get a great result in 12 months and they're back to where they started, if not worse, 12 months later. Yeah. That, to yeah. me, is not – that's not success. Yeah. That's not an outcome. I agree. You know, so it's, yeah, you'll see it with people where it, as far as exercise goes, it's kind of slipping into the more must be better mentality. Yes. You know, so, oh, well, Matt and Courtney's got me doing X amount per week. What if I just double it? Yeah. Because what the fuck would they know? Yeah. I I, I think you, you often can really fall into these mindsets, especially if you feel like you're on a really good path now, but it's, it's really good to be mindful of these things because you can slip back into these really easily, especially if this is what you were like before you started your current path or working with your current person. Mm. So for me, I was never an exerciser, so I'm never going to default in my hard times to over-exercising. However, you go the other way. I will cut out food. My default, yes, absolutely. If I'm not in a good headspace and I'm not careful about what I'm doing, my default will be to cut out food because that was what I did. What sorts of food? So my my default will just be to be cut out whole meals or it would be to just um, cut down on the amount of food I'm consuming. A portion size? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not careful about where my headspace is at, that will be my default reaction if I'm in a bad headspace, because that's what I did before I met you, Matt. Yeah. So that's what I did when I used to try to lose weight quickly and I used to just try to do it myself. My default was just to skip meals. And then I'd end up binging and, and things like that. But that was my pattern. So I feel like even though 
you know, you might be listening to this saying, I don't do these things anymore because I'm on a really good path now and I have a long-term mindset. I have a long-term mindset too. But I think it's just worth mentioning here just to be careful that you don't completely, um, you know, dismiss all of these things because if you did any of these things before you're on your current long-term mindset path, you can, if you find yourself in a in a hard mental place at some point in your life, which Stress. is bound to happen, um, mm. you can easily slip back into these. And it's really good to know that you can so then you can acknowledge it and work on it if, it, if and when it does happen. That's really well said. So number nine? Number nine. Uh, not accepting that you're a beginner and it's okay to be in a beginner, to be a beginner. Yes, I think that this is a really important one. If you have a short-term mindset, you will never accept the fact that you're a beginner <laughs> because, again, you want everything quickly. Everything has to happen in a short-term time frame. So we can't be a beginner if we have a strict time frame to be to to deal with. So I think that, the one thing to get out of that mindset and to transition to being a long-term mindset person is just to remember that you are going to be a beginner and it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay that the first, you know, however many weeks of your, you know, your current program it might feel a bit slow, you know, and you, and, and you, and you might feel each week you might feel, oh, you know, I wish I was doing more. I think I could do more. But the reason you're not is because be able to sustain something and to build new habits, build new routines, learn new skills, you need to be a beginner. You need to pull back. You need to focus on less and really focus on doing it well. Mm. And I feel like definitely this is a big one with people that have short-term mindsets because I was like this, you know, um, you know, before 10 years ago when I started my current um routine that I'm on now, I was definitely never wanted to be a beginner. I think this has also got to do with, you know, some some other little mental side of things where we have, you know, the fear of looking bad and the fear of, you know, judgment, things like that. Mm. But in this circumstance, it's definitely got to do with not wanting to take the time to learn, learn new habits, learn about ourselves, because everything has to be short term. Everything has to be achieved quickly. So we don't have the time to spend on that sort of thing. Would you agree, Matt? A thousand percent. Not yeah. just a hundred percent, but a thousand percent. Well, well, make sure take note of the time so we can get that clip and put it on your little machine. What clip? Of you saying a thousand percent. Oh, no, I'm going this whole season without <laughs> pressing any of these buttons. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, I think in terms of struggling, people struggling or refusing to accept that they're a beginner and it's okay to be a beginner, often you'll see with people that they think they're more advanced than they really are. Oh, well, I've done exercise before. I've counted calories before. It's like, yeah, but you've got the body shape of a potato. Yeah. So what you know versus what you apply are fucking miles apart. Yeah. And the thing is, it's okay to be a beginner because guess what? We all start there. Like I teach people and have taught people for a long time now, for example, how to lift weights effectively. My first time in the gym, I couldn't bench press the fucking barbell. Yeah. I was that weak and flimsy and uncoordinated, a.k.a. a beginner. 
I used to do those shoulder presses with the bar behind my head and the lat pull down behind my head. Again, beginner mistakes and it's okay. You know, so it's for a lot of people it can be almost like a serving of humble pie. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, I eat healthy. Like, really? Really? If you did, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to be served up the humble pie. I have been a thousand times. Yeah. I've had to eat a shit sandwich and learn how to like the taste of it. Yes. With this. And this is one of those times you've got to learn how to eat a shit sandwich mm-hmm. and enjoy the taste because we're all a beginner. Yes. In some ways. Especially when, if you're the type of person where, hey, you know what? You've got exercise history. Yeah. You, hey, you know how to count your calories. Fantastic high five. Yep. When it comes to doing this the way we do things and applying yourself and approaching this from a rest of your life perspective, you are absolutely a beginner and you will be treated like one because that's how we will build you up because you won't be a beginner forever if you apply yourself the way that people who know what they're doing ask you to apply yourself because I was a beginner at the start. I am a beginner now. Does that mean I'm perfect? Fucking far from it. I'm as much of a fuck up as everyone else. Yes. But in certain areas, oh yeah, I'm advanced, but I've fucking earned that. Yeah. I've earned it. So yeah, that's a not accepting that the people or that you're a beginner. Yeah. So speaking of shit sandwich, number ten. <laughs> I think number ten is a massive shit sandwich. Um, it's that you think you can lose weight or you think you can get into great shape. Without having to address your terrible, awful, negative, toxic mindsets and habits and behavior patterns and the way you talk and treat to yourself that have held you back over the years. I got news for you. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Secrets, well, everyone's looking for secrets when it comes to effective weight loss, has nothing to do with exercise, has nothing to do with good nutrition. Oh, I know how to exercise. My problem is my food. Your problem, sport, is never your fucking food. No. It's always your terrible habits. Yeah. And your terrible mindset and how you've abused yourself for years and years and years. And now you think you can get in the ripping shape without addressing those things. I've got two bridges to sell you if you think you can do that. That is absolutely a colossal sign of a short-term mindset where you think, oh, well, weight loss is simple. It's just about exercising more and eating less. Just get into a calorie deficit. Okay. Tell me how that works for you over the long-term period of time. I know the answer. You're going to find out the hard way. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add, (laughs) I'm off the soapbox. No. That was fun to watch. Um. No, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. I get I animated, think, don't I? Yeah. I think this is the opposite to the one we spoke about earlier, which is people just think, you know, you cut calories or exercise more. This is the one where people think that, you know, oh, no, I know how to eat healthy. I know how to exercise and I'll just do it and I'll just lose weight. Except this is the thing. That all sounds good in theory, but if you're the type of person who the moment things get difficult – or you're in a stressful period of your life, you just fall apart. It doesn't fucking mean jack shit no. how much you no. know or what you've done if you're the sort of person that falls apart when presented with a challenge. You've got no resilience. I think that it's over, 
it's overlooked a lot with weight loss, how much of a personal journey it is in terms of finding out a lot about our own emotions, about how we deal with things, about how we treat ourselves, about what um, what motivates us, what doesn't motivate us, how we work under pressure, you know, all of these things. It teaches us so much and and this example is perfect to say that that is often overlooked and it, and it can often just for a lot of people come down to, I'll oh, just eat good food and exercise. And you know, that, that mindset will teach you nothing about yourself. And if you learn nothing about yourself or if you learn nothing about your habits and what is what is holding you back and what has been holding you back for, for, for years, then, yeah, you, you might achieve something maybe in, in a very short period of time, but... Will you keep it? It's not going to sustain you. I look at it as being... Addressing the symptoms rather than the disease. Yeah. So, oh, well, I've just got to, okay, I've just got to make sure I'm in a calorie deficit and I've got to exercise uh, nine days a week and just eat a little bit less. Like, okay, that all that all sounds good. But if you're a notorious lifelong people pleaser who, who commonly defaults to putting yourself last when things get a little bit dicey in life, everything you just said you're going to do doesn't mean, doesn't mean shit. No. Because the moment that same situation comes up, you're going to go back to your default pattern. Yeah. Same thing as what we said earlier in the episode, Courtney, where if you're not changing in your allotted period of time fast enough, oh, I'll just go do the next thing. doesn't matter what you know about your calorie counting or your exercise or your good nutrition or healthy eating. No. If you're just going to pack up and leave because things aren't fast enough, these things will, will just follow you. From attempt to attempt to attempt to attempt. That's the thing with this, right? These short-term mindsets we're talking about, they will come with you. Yeah. From one program to the next diet to the next trainer, they're all coming along. They're part of your baggage. Yeah. And it does not matter how much you think you've learned or how much you think you know or how much experience you have or how much of a beginner you are not. Mm-hmm. If you think you can just – I can turn all this around, but – I'll. I'll just hand wave and disregard that I'm a people pleaser or that I put or will always put work before me and, and you know, miss out on things for myself. I got bad news. Yeah. Real bad news. I agree. And the thing is, this is one of those instances where, you know what, you don't have to like what I'm saying, mm. but fucking hell, it is the truth. And sometimes the truth is not comfortable or convenient. Yeah. And this is one of those numerous instances. Hence the phrase, sometimes you have to learn to eat a shit sandwich and like the taste of it. This is indeed one of those times. Yes. You will not lose weight, get into great shape, improve who you are without addressing the big, bad cornerstone issues that you avoid. I agree. I'm done. We're done. Well, that was our top 10. That was our 10 signs you have a short-term mindset. And I think I just want to underline what I mentioned before, which was, yes, you might be listening to these saying, no, I'm on a great path now. I have a long-term mindset. This isn't me anymore. But I will just caution you to not dismiss these because, as I mentioned, if you used to do any of these, like myself, 
and I and I freely admit Matt's the same. I freely admit I will if I'm in a bad headspace, I will default back to my worst short-term habit, what um, you know, short mindset habit. Just don't dismiss them completely because it can happen. So just be mindful if you feel like you still are having some of these um, short mindset problems, then hopefully what we discussed will help you. I think um, it's even if you're the sort of person where you think, oh, all this stuff's in my rearview mirror, I would like to say in my own sort of way of thinking about this is that as you get better with this, it's not that you completely eliminate your problems or issues, you get better at managing them. Yeah. So Courtney did mention that, hey, you may think like, you know, these things are in the review, like well done by the way, because clearly you've worked on it high five. That's not to say they won't ever come back. Yeah. Because they can. And that's the thing with this. As I said, you're not ever you won't remove the problems. You get better at negotiating and dealing I agree. with them. You become sort of stronger, more resilient, your fortitude increases, etc. But they're it's like me and complacency. Complacency's all Complacency is my biggest weakness. And yeah, I feel I'm on top of it right now, but but that's an active thing I'm thinking about and working on every single day. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Because it, it, it is so easy for habits and, and self-talk and mindsets, et cetera, to start to, to drop. Yes. It doesn't take much. For some people, it can be a stressful situation. Yeah, I agree. But for other people, it can be positive situations as you said earlier Courtney oh I'm getting compliments now oh yeah. I'm killing it yeah by the way like yep. we all like to feel good with that as we said before receiving positive feedback like hello we all love this sort of thing but it can be so it's easy to underestimate what the triggers can be I agree for these things to creep back in and the thing is I would say it's normal for these things to creep back in it's just a case of People that have legitimate real success, which to me counts as I consider that long-term success. Yes. Right? It they are they're not people that have avoided their their demons, so to speak, coming back to, to bite them on the bum. They're just better at navigating them and recognizing them and dealing with them yes. over time. Once again, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end. So as always, we hope that this has been useful. Thank you for listening to this point. Yes, thank you very much. If you, love you. haven't already, we join love you so much. Join our Facebook group. If you feel like you're struggling with any of these and you need some help with any of them, Facebook group. Make sure you put it up in the Facebook group. There's people that are always sharing in there and always got, got some great advice. What's the name of our Facebook group? Unbelievably, it's called the weight loss podcast. Whoever thought of that is a genius. I know. Also, if you want to reach out to us directly, you can reach out to us on email, which is podcast at the weight loss Yes. And as always, I will put the links for all those good things into your podcast app. So just open up the episode description, press it and voila. We are coming up to very quickly the end of this season. And at the end of this season, we are doing a Q and a episode not gonna lie can't wait we're pretty excited about it so uh keep an eye out in the facebook group we usually always post up a um you know a post about give us your questions oh yeah that's coming um if you have any in the meantime make sure you email them through we'll add it to the list absolutely and that's it cool see you next week bye for now 
Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 